Girlfriends, episode number 272, seven easy ways to relieve stress. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about ways to relieve stress. What you got going on? What is stressing you out? Let's talk about ways to find relief and relaxation. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriend, I am glad you are here. If you are a first time listener to the Girlfriends Podcast, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for giving us a try. I hope you're going to like what we share here. I share from women from all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different kinds of family lives and work lives. I'm always glad to have the opportunity for us to connect here about the things that we have in common, most especially about our Catholic faith. So Thank you for giving us a try. Thank you for joining us. If you are sometimes listener, always listener, I am so thrilled that you have come here again and that we have the chance to connect once again here through the podcast. Thanks for showing up. All right. So this week, before we dive into our topic, you know what I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you that my book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, is still available for pre-order at ascensionpress.com. If you go over there and pre-order, this is the only way that you can get your free companion journal. So the companion journal is goes chapter by chapter through the book. And I wrote this book for every person who wants to grow closer to God through their everyday experiences, through the people that we love and serve, through the work that we do, through the things we enjoy, through the things that we suffer through. All of these things I share inside of the book, along with some wisdom from the saints and practical uh, prayer support and uh, deep dive into some of the sacraments. So in this book, I'm really looking to connect with you and help you to grow closer to God in your own life without it having to be fancy, without having to try real hard to connect with God, that this book is a reminder to you and to me, this is partly why I wrote it, that God is everywhere. He is everywhere, truly present in every moment, in all the small details of our everyday lives. And he wants us to be more aware of his presence there. So that's what this book is all about. So if you get the companion journal, you can go through chapter by chapter and really just focus on the different themes, one chapter at a time. And in the companion journal, there are discussion questions that are related to the themes for each chapter. And you can go through them on your own and spend some time in prayer, reflection, and journaling on your own as you read through the book. Or you can use the companion journal with a friend or with a group of women or a women's group or a Bible study, whatever you've got going on. It's a wonderful way to connect and have these small group discussions with other women about the book's content. But the only way you can get that free companion journal is by pre-ordering and that opportunity is going to go away very soon. So you need to pre-order in order to get the free companion journal. So do that. Go to ascensionpress.com. We will have the link in the show notes. The link is on my social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can get the links there to pre-order your copy of Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. All right, let's dive into this week's content. So we're talking today about relieving stress. And I think this is a good time of year to talk about relieving stress because, well, first of all, Everybody has stress in their everyday lives. But this time of year, there's 
all kinds of things going on with kids' schools. There's uh, different kinds of milestones that we're celebrating. There are spring sports going on. There are spring sacraments. There are weddings going on. There are anniversaries. May and June every year just gets filled up with activity. And yes, during COVID, a lot of those things were canceled or looked weird. But it's been my experience. These things are picking back up, even in different forms. You know, like I've got two kids who are graduating high school this year. Graduation is going to look a little different, but uh, it's also going to be an event. And so, you know, different kinds of family events like that are going on. And this is a time of year that can be very stressful as kids are winding up their school year. And as you're making the transition, perhaps planning a change in your schedule at home with your home routines, going from school schedules to home schedules, summer schedules. It's a time of transition and it can be a time of stress. So I thought this would be an appropriate time for us to talk about some easy ways to relieve stress. And so I've got seven different ideas I'm going to run through here. And the first one is not a surprise to anybody who's ever listened to Girlfriends. First, what I'm going to tell you is to exercise. Yep, you know it. This is an ongoing theme here at Girlfriends where I'm telling you, move your body. And it doesn't have to look like any particular thing. Sometimes we get hung up on that idea like, oh, I can't exercise because I can't get to the gym or I can't sign up for a particular program or I don't want to do a particular program. I have no motivation to you know, do insanity or whatever the latest thing is. So it doesn't have to look like that. It can look like going outside for a walk. What appeals to you? What will you actually do? Because I hear from people who will say like, what's the best exercise to do? And honestly, the best exercise for you to do is the one you will actually do. Best exercise program for you to commit to is the one that you will be motivated enough to follow through on. Not something you're going to loathe, not something you're going to dread, not something you'll commit to hardcore for like four straight days and then give it up because it's so unpleasant to you. Find something you enjoy. Maybe that's going to be dance. Maybe it's going to be riding a bike. Maybe it's going to be just going for a walk outside. That totally counts. That is an exercise program. Just Get yourself moving in a regular way. And I shared with you before about how much I love the Peloton app for my my exercise. And I'm going to recommend it here again. So they're not a sponsor or I don't get anything from sharing the Peloton app with you. But I do honestly just love it. And I find it so flexible. So it's, I think it's $11.99 a month for it. So it's a paid app. But then for that, you get access to hundreds of, probably thousands of workouts on this app, every different kind you could imagine. So you might think you need that really expensive Peloton bike in order to use the Peloton app. Not true. I don't own a Peloton bike. I have a regular knockoff brand exercise bike, and you can do some of the workouts with that. I have a treadmill. You can do the workouts with that. I have weights. There are weight workouts. There are uh, Pilates workouts. There are cardio workouts that you can just do with body weight. There are outdoor workouts where it's just an audio file. And I love these, especially during the warmer months. So I'm using these now where you can just, um, you can download it onto your phone and then I'll go for a run. And it's just an audio file where one of the instructors is telling you in, in your earbuds, just letting you know like how fast to run and for what duration. And they just walk you through will run you through uh, the entire workout. And I especially love to use those for interval workouts because um, those can be done inside of 20 or 30 minutes. And it's such a little time commitment and yet such a great workout you get for that. So if you don't know where to begin, maybe you want to check out the Peloton app. I 
think they have a free trial. So you could even do that without having to commit to spending any money. See if you like it. I like how flexible it is. And I like how you can just search for, I want this kind of workout. I want it to be this length. I want it to be um, this, this level, this skill level, because, you know, they have beginner, intermediate and advanced workouts. So depending on where you are, and you can look for a particular instructor or a particular kind of music, it's so flexible, so adaptable to what you might like to do. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And again, not an affiliate link. It's truly, I just, I just love this app. So I find it really helpful for that. But that might not be your thing. And I just want to encourage you to think about ways to move your body that maybe you wouldn't necessarily consider exercise, like cleaning your house. And yeah, that doesn't sound like a great lot of fun, but stress cleaning is a thing. <laughs> I, I know that I've gone through times that I remember one time when one of my nephews was in the hospital and I was just waiting to hear how he did coming out of surgery. And I, I spent that day just like deep cleaning every area of my house and not because it necessarily needed it, although it always could use that, but because I... I just needed that kind of physical release. Like I needed something to focus on and uh, physically just, you know, scrubbing out a bathtub or mopping a floor. And, you know, I wear a, a Fitbit watch and on days where I'm just working in the house, whether it's cooking in the kitchen or doing dishes or, you know, organizing the pantry or, you know, whatever household cleaning, organizing activity you've got going on. I always notice that I those are really active days for me and it shows up on my fitness tracker. So it really is movement. So look for a way that you can do that. There, so if you don't want to commit to a fitness program of some particular particular kind, if you if you hate all of that stuff, you can just go for a walk. You can just do something in your house. You can get up every once in a while and you know run up and down your stairs or whatever's going to work for you. So figure out what's going to work for you. And it it really is a physical release of tension that otherwise you're going to feel it. I've shared with you before that during times of stress where I've been extra busy and I'm not making time to exercise, I wind up having chronic neck and back pain and stress is the only cause for it. And as soon as I get back into regular working out, it goes away. So I know it's absolutely related. You may not get pain like that, but your body is holding on to that stress in a way that's not healthy for you. And having a physical release of it is really a helpful thing. So look for ways to move your body. And bonus is you'll sleep better. All right, number two, enjoy something as a way of relieving stress. So smells are one way you can do this. So that, you know, essential oils, I'm not an essential oils person, but many of you are. I know I hear from you all the time. There might be a particular smell that helps you relax. And there's science behind this that like lavender, for example, can help you go to sleep or different kinds of smells that you might enjoy. Maybe you don't like the smell of lavender, but maybe you like the smell of a vanilla candle or cinnamon or something that, like that that you enjoy. Look for a sensory pleasure. Um, that's a nice way to kind of tell your body to relax. So it might be a candle that you light or maybe essential oils that you might use in a diffuser or even just like air freshener or something that you especially like in your home. There are all kinds of nice ways that you can do that. Like I, I know that I have a like wax melting little, it's not a candle. It's got like pink Himalayan salt in it that you can get a light that glows and it like melts this wax that smells nice. And there's so many different things out there that you can you can get that will add smell to your experience. And that can be one way that you would enjoy something in a sensory way. But also music. Is, is there a kind of music that helps you to relax? Is there a kind of music that you enjoy? 
Are the things that we're listening to can really affect us. Uh, I noticed this that, you know, oftentimes Dan and I will sleep with a fan running in the room kind of as white noise. And when I get up in the morning sometimes and I'm getting ready, that fan is still running and I'll realize like that's making me tense, like this background noise is making me tense. Pay attention to what noises you have in your life and how you might switch them over to something like maybe classical piano music or something that's going to encourage you to relax. Um, Maybe you like nature sounds. Maybe that will help you to relax. Or another sensory pleasure that you might indulge in that could help you relax is to just eat something delicious. You know, that just is a way to kind of take care of yourself if you're going through something that's extra stressful. There's some, some kind of stress that you're feeling or tension or anxiety that you're feeling. I don't mean eat your feelings, but I do mean that, you know, enjoying something like that in a conscious way, in a in a grateful way is um, one way that you can combat stress in your life in a real way. All right, number three, consider your caffeine intake. Now, I know you didn't want to hear this if you are addicted to coffee or Coke or tea or Dr. Peppers or whatever you're choice is of a vehicle for administering caffeine doses. You know, sensitivity varies among people to caffeine, but you need to know your own sensitivity. And I know that I'm generally not that sensitive to caffeine. Like I can have a cup of coffee after dinner and it doesn't disturb my sleep, generally speaking, but that might not be you. And um, and even just not talking about sleep, although that can cause more anxiety if you're not getting proper sleep, but just caffeine in general can lead to tension. I know I have experienced this. Like I just said, I don't consider myself very sensitive to caffeine, but there have been times in my life where I drink a lot of coffee or I'm going through something intense. And I remember one time, I don't remember which baby it was, but I was going through a time of sleep deprivation. And I know many of you experience that in in an ongoing way in your life. And I was handling that by drinking tons of coffee. And I was drinking coffee pretty much all morning, every morning. And then I realized in early afternoons that I was feeling super tense, super stressed, and actually had no idea why. Have you ever experienced that where you feel nervous or you feel anxious and you have no idea why and you're sitting there thinking, okay, what is bothering me? What am I stressed about? What am I worried about? And you can't think of what it is. And you know that's just a physical response to something oftentimes in your environment. And that might be caffeine. And so that might be happening in a way that, you're, that maybe it's not intense enough so that you're noticing it like that, but it can be affecting the level of stress that you are feeling. So if you're looking to cut back, maybe you don't want to cut it out cold turkey, maybe you don't want to give up coffee or whatever. I get it. Maybe you just want to cut down a little bit or control it a little bit. Maybe you want to give yourself uh, a caffeine curfew, like I won't drink any caffeine after 11 in the morning. Or um, another way to do this, and I've done this myself um, when I'm trying to be more hydrated, is alternate what you're drinking. So if you generally drink a cup of coffee in the morning, then next have a glass of water before you would have another cup of coffee or any other caffeinated beverage. Just alternate your beverages with a big glass of water or, you know, a big portion of your water bottle. I think that's a really easy way to, you know, be getting hydrated properly, taking care of yourself in that basic way, but then cutting down on your caffeine because that can really lead to that feeling of tension, that anxiety that um, can make you feel even more stressed out. All right, number four that I want to share for an easy way to relieve stress is think about writing down what you're feeling. 
Now, this could be journaling. Many of you are avid journalers. You're very good about it. I don't tend to be like that. I'm an on and off journaler. I sometimes will journal in my morning prayer time. But this is a way that you can really get your feelings out. And being a writer, this is something I can readily relate to. If something's really bothering you, sometimes it helps to write it all down. You might write, maybe you're you're stressed about a decision you need to make. And writing a list of pros and cons will help you to kind of clarify what your thoughts are. Or maybe you're really anxious and worried about something and you just want to write down what you're feeling anxious about, why you're anxious about it, what you think the worst case scenario is and why you're worried about that and what would happen if that came to pass, what your concerns are. And that can be really a good way of kind of processing what you're feeling, clarifying what you're feeling even in your own mind, because sometimes we're going around with this vague sense of anxiety, of nervousness, of worry, and we're not even sure what it's all about. We haven't given ourselves the time to really explore what we're feeling and why we might be feeling that way. And so writing it down can be a good way to do that. Maybe if you're going through a particularly stressful time, you do want to make journaling a regular part of your day, either in the morning or in the evening. You can see what your problems are a little bit more clearly when you write them out. And sometimes writing them out kind of takes away the power that they have over you. And you can begin to see what might be a solution to some of them or some action that you might take toward fixing some of the situations that are bothering you. Also, if you're stressed about so many things to do, as, as so many of us are, then writing out a list of to-dos, um, I know many of you like your to-do lists, writing it all out on paper is sometimes a really helpful thing to do. I used to have this habit um, in the evening of before I went to bed, pretty much like in the last like 30 minutes or so before I went to bed, I would grab a blank piece of paper and just write down every single thing I was thinking of that needed to get done the next day, even little things. And um, I've kind of gotten away from this habit, but I'm as I'm talking about it now, I'm thinking I should get back into that because it really was a very helpful way I found to put down on paper everything that otherwise would be running on repeat through my mind as I was going to bed and trying to go to sleep. So sometimes we're we're running these to-do lists through our heads as a way of like reminding ourselves. We're, we're stressing like, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to do that. And it's stuff that we can't do in the moment, whether it's because of your schedule or, or whatever, if you're doing something else in, at the moment. Sometimes we're stressing ourselves out by running these to-do lists through our heads. So if that's you, do yourself a favor. Instead of running that to-do list through your head, write it down, get it all out and on paper, and then you'll have relief. Like, you're not going to forget to do that thing. You wrote it down. And, you know, do this in an organized way or in a disorganized way. Like I said, I would just write it all down on a piece of paper and it didn't have to be super neat or pretty, but just having it written down. Um, and I may or may not the following day get to all of the things on the list, but having it written down can be a really helpful way to, first of all, see what what's lying before you and begin to make a plan for it. And action very often is the antidote to anxiety. And so find a way to write down what you have to do and then make a plan for how you're going to accomplish it or what you might delegate and that sort of thing. So doing it in that way can be a really helpful way to relieve yourself of the stress of what's running through your mind and kind of causing you stress, probably disrupting your sleep as well. All right, so write it down. Number five, easy way to relieve stress is to connect with your friends and family. We are not made to be doers. We are beings and we are meant to connect. We are meant to be in relationship with our fellow human beings. That means 
your husband, your kids, your friends, your extended family, your co-workers. We're meant to be in relationship with each other and we're built for that. So when you're stressed, we can kind of get these blinders on and we kind of get this tunnel vision about what's going on and we feel like we can't connect with other people. But oftentimes just truly connecting with somebody, whether it's with a good friend over a cup of coffee, just making the time for that, or you know, looking your kids in the eyes and having a real conversation with them, maybe laughing about something together. Um, if you're getting too focused on your work and on your to-dos and all the busy things that are preoccupying you, that kind of dehumanizes you in a way. And connecting with your fellow human beings, with your friends and with your family and the way that you're built to is a way of reminding yourself of who you are and and what's truly important. Focus on relationships. That's the stuff that life is really made of. And, you know, bonus, if you can hug your kids or cuddle with your husband, that human connection and physical touch is really, truly scientifically proven to be a stress reliever that, you know, human love a hormone is oxytocin. And that's released when you have this physical connection with somebody. And that relaxes you. That's a way of reducing stress. So look for a way that you can connect with people and remind yourself of these things that are truly more important than all of those to do's all of those things that you're looking to get done. All right, number six, stop doing some stuff, cut some of the stuff out, cross some of that stuff off of your list, that list I told you to write. I bet there's stuff on it you don't have to do. Look at it carefully. Be critical about it. If you're going through a time that's extra stressful for you, now is the time to cut corners. Now is the time to lower perhaps some of your standards, whether it's in your work around the house or things you're doing with the kids or for the kids or the kind of dinners that you're making or the way you're keeping up with housework. If you're going through something extra stressful, if it's an extra busy time for you, if you're feeling stressed, what can you cross off of that list? And then related to cutting some of the stuff out is learn the fine art of saying no. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I'm going to make a note to myself right now to put that link in there to an an episode of Girlfriends going way back about the fine art of saying no, because this is something we all need a reminder of, especially women. We just tend to want to please people. We want to do all the things. And we're so good at doing so many things and serving the people in our lives so very well that we sometimes forget that we can take on too many things. We can say yes too readily and we wind up resenting the extra work, the extra stress that it causes us. So really work on saying no to some things. You know, I recently had a situation in my own life where someone was asking something of me and it wasn't really fair for them to be asking it of me. And yet I still felt this pressure to say yes to it. I just wanted to please this person. I wanted, I have this compulsion, like I want to do, I want to do what other people are expecting of me or asking of me. I want to be helpful. And I was kind of examining this situation in my own mind, like, why am I feeling, you know, compelled to say yes to this thing that I know is not actually fair, and I'm worried I'm going to wind up resenting it. Anyway, I shared a little bit about this on Twitter. And um, this woman, I don't even know her, uh, tweeted back to me. She said, no is a complete sentence. And I thought that was a really insightful thing to share. No is a complete sentence. Sometimes we feel like we can't say no to things because we don't feel like we can adequately explain to the person why we have to say no to what they're asking of us. But we can just say no. And I've learned this from people in my life who are good at it. Um, I remember one time I had a good friend who I was asking, I don't even remember what the details were. I was asking something of her and she did just say no. And then we just sat there 
It was just no. And then I, I was left to process like, oh, okay. And I, and I was fine, but it was like, okay, no. And the rest of it is actually none of my business. And so if we can reverse that and think someone's asking something of you, you can just say no. And it doesn't have to be awkward. You, you don't have to explain. Um, there are some, you know, some phrases that you might practice saying. You might learn to use the phrase like, that's not going to work for me right now. Or I don't think I can manage that right now. Or I can't commit to that right now. Things like that. You know, it's not an explanation. You don't have to tell these people your life story and why you're saying no. You can just say no. Or if you're feeling bad about it, you know, you can make it very nice and say, thank you so much for thinking of me. Or I'm so glad you thought of me. I'm I'm really, I'm really glad you reached out and thank you for thinking of me. But it's not going to be possible for me to do that right now. Very polite, very reasonable, super friendly and accommodating. You know, just practice whatever phrase, whatever way of phrasing it is going to make sense for you. It's going to feel comfortable for you. Get yourself to that place where you can say it. Practice it ahead of time so that you're ready in the moment. You're ready to type it out in that email. You're ready to say no to stuff that's not going to make sense for you. That's a really helpful way that you can cut some of the things in your life out. And, you know, another way, if you feel like you have to give some explanation, just tell the person that you're you're working on balancing your priorities and that that particular commitment isn't going to work for you. So learn to say no. I know it's difficult. I get it. Like I shared, I struggle with it too. All right, last one. And now, would it really be a girlfriend's bullet point list if it didn't end with pray? <laughs> How many of these lists do I share here on the podcast? And the final item is and pray, because uh, of course, this should always come first, but I'm putting it last so that you will remember it. In times of stress, a great way to relieve stress is to turn to God. He wants us to be turning to him in all of our needs, in all of our struggles, in all of our anxieties. He tells us he doesn't want us to worry, and he wants to be so- the source of every good thing for us. So turn to God. Bring your worries, your anxieties, your stress to him in prayer. And you know, guess what? He knows all about anxiety. When I'm feeling anxious, sometimes I like to reflect on that scene in the Gospels the night before his passion where Jesus is, you know, the agony in the garden where he's in prayer and he's so, so stressed in this moment and so much dreading what lies ahead and feeling so burdened by it and feeling so alone in that stress. He feels abandoned even by his friends who fall asleep. And he's there alone praying to God in that moment in the garden. And I I like to reflect on that. And it's encouraging to me to know Jesus knows about that human emotion of stress and anxiety. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, he has experienced it. He knows about it. And he wants to help you. He wants to heal you. And he wants to give you proper perspective on it all. So bring it to prayer. Bring it to God. Tell him in your own words. Bring those anxious thoughts, your worries to him. I remember someone once told me that worrying is talking with yourself about a problem you can't solve, but prayer is talking to God about a problem that he can solve. He is the answer to all things whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever you're stressed about, whatever thing you're dealing with that you think there is no possible solution, there is a solution and it's found in God. So bring it to him in prayer. And that's not a magic solution. 
but um, it can help to give you proper perspective on all of it. And speaking of proper perspective, I wanted to share a quote from St. Teresa of Avila that I recently shared on Facebook and Instagram. And people really love this one. And I love it too, because it, it helps us to remember whatever we're stressed about, that all the proper perspective is found in our relationship with God inside of prayer. So here's the quotation in case you need to hear it right now. St. Teresa of Avila said, remember that you have only one soul, that you have only one death to die, that you have only one life, which is short and has to be lived by you alone. And there is only one glory, which is eternal. If you do this, there will be many things about which you will care nothing. And isn't that so true? That if we're keeping the eternal in our minds, if we're keeping that eternal perspective of what our real goal is, our heavenly goals, all of the things that we're worried about, that we're anxious about here on earth that are very real, and I get it. They do fall into proper perspective, though, when we think about it in terms of the eternal, when we think about it in terms of our heavenly goals. So wonderful quotation from St. Teresa of Avila. All right, so those are my seven ways that I think we can relieve stress if you are dealing with stress, if you are feeling anxious or worried or overburdened or too busy right now. Those are seven easy ways that you can work on relieving stress right now. So just to recap, one, exercise, two, enjoy something, three, reduce your caffeine intake, four, write down what you're feeling, five, connect with friends and family, six, cut out some of the stuff you're doing, and then number seven, pray, always comes down to that. We've got more of the show coming up for you, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Reading the Bible is something we as Catholics know we should do, but let's be honest, it can be kind of complicated. Even though it's a complete story, the Bible isn't really one book. It's more like a library with dozens of books and dozens of genres. There's poetry, prophecy, and prose. There are apocalypses and revelations, historical accounts, and allegories. No wonder it's difficult to keep a finger on the story of God's love and plan of salvation for His people, the thread that keeps all of it together. If you're wishing there was a simple guide to help you tie all of this together, then you're just like Jeff Cavins and Tim Gray. That's why they wrote the book, Walking with God. Walking with God is a single book that traces the story that ties the Bible together. It helps you to understand the big picture of the Bible. If you're looking to read more of the Bible, Walking with God will help you do it with confidence, peace, and clarity. You can find out more and order Walking with God on ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. I usually like to share some listener feedback or a listener question at this point in the show. And this week, I heard a very quick question, but I do want to take it on here um, from Carrie on Instagram. Carrie wrote to me and asked if my new book, Whisper, is just for moms. And I appreciate the question because this is a question that I often hear from women, from young women who aren't married or from even women who 
are moms, but they they're kind of feel like they've moved past that kind of mommy stage in their lives. And so they're looking for different kinds of resources that aren't focused on motherhood. And so I totally get that. And I appreciate the question. And the answer is no, Whisper is not aimed just at moms. Yes, it is aimed at a female audience, but even not necessarily so. So my son Ambrose, who is a young man of how old is he? He's 22. He enjoyed the book. And so, you know, I think anybody who wants to grow closer to God will enjoy this book. Um, that's my prayer. And that is my hope that, um, like I shared at the start of today's show, I chapter by chapter, I go through different ways of connecting with God, different ways that God is present in our everyday lives. I share personal stories, but then I encourage you through what I share here in the book to reflect on ways in which you are connected to God through some of these everyday ways, through the people in your life, through your experiences of joy, your experience of pain and suffering or loss inside of your life, or um, the different ways that God calls us to enter into stillness and quiet and some of the ways that we can practice different kinds of prayer practices, whether it's fasting or different kinds of repetitive prayers and meditative prayers. I share lots of different kinds of practical ideas like that and my own experiences with them in a way that I hope is going to be encouraging to you. So short answer, Carrie, this book is for everyone and I'm, I'm hopeful that you will get a lot out of it. Every time I take on a new writing project, I, I take it on very prayerfully and I I pray my way through the writing process and just praying that God will use me as an instrument to reach the people who are going to read this book with the message that he wants them to hear. So it is my great hope, it is my prayer that God has a message for you in the pages of this book and that you will hear it through what I have shared through Whisper Finding God in the Everyday. Again, last reminder here, it's available for pre-order, but it will soon not be available for pre-order because the books are going to begin shipping early in June. So you don't want to miss out on that offer. If you pre-order, you will get that free companion journal. And I know you want that. It's going to be a very useful, practical resource for you just to your own reflection, your own journaling time, your own use. But then also if you want to take part in a women's group and kind of walk through the book's content together with a girlfriend or with a group of women that you gather with on a regular basis through your parish or other women's group that you're a part of. So get over to ascensionpress.com and pre-order your copy. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all of your support and encouragement of this book project. And that's all the time we have today, but I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for your presence here. It is so encouraging to me. It's so meaningful to me just to know that you give me a little bit of your time. Uh, it's such an honor. It is such a privilege that you put those earbuds in and share this time with me here on Girlfriends each week. Thank you so much for doing that. Your presence here is truly a gift to me. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.